0: Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Business Casual, a weekly podcast of poets and quants. I'm John Byrne, the editor of P&Q. And with me are my co-hosts, Maria Wickvilla and Caroline DRT Edwards. Maria, of course, is the founder of Applicant Lab and Caroline is the former admissions director of Ensiad and the co-founder of Fortuna admissions. You will have been buried under a rock if you haven't heard about chat GPT. There has been a tremendous number of stories written on this artificial intelligence chat bot. And, um, you know, we can tell you we can do really amazing and incredible things on a recent visit, uh, to Guay's Business School. I sat down with the admissions director, uh, Melissa Rapp, who out of curiosity, uh, started typing into chat GPT, uh, the leadership question that, always better ask of all its MBA applicants. Her conclusion, uh, what came back was pretty good. Sure, it felt a bit canned and there was nothing personalized about it, but it was pretty darn good. It was organized well, it was well-written, and it's going to be a problem, I think, for a lot of admissions officers who have uh, weighed essays in an important way to judge the uh, qualifications of a candidate for business school. Uh, so one of the things that we've done, we've asked uh, Maria and Caroline to play with ChatGPT. I've played with it as well. And we're going to tell you what we discovered. Maria, why don't you go first? What question did you ask ChatGPT?
1: Sure. So I decided to ask it when I think is probably one of the hardest, if not the hardest, uh, essay question in MBA admissions, and that is Stanford's What Matters Most to You and Why?, Admittedly, I started a bit too philosophical. I asked ChatGPT to tell me what should matter most to me. And it very rightfully pointed out that I am simply an AI. And But it actually gave me, he's like, it, it actually said, Well, here are some ways that some people think about prioritizing things in their lives. And I was like, wow, this is this is very therapeutic. I also, you know, I think that admissions officers and therapists maybe should start to be concerned about about this, um, this potential. But so anyway, I then I then asked it more specifically, Okay, how should I write the essay for for the Stanford thing? And I, you know, and when I first gave it just very vague information, I got back. Uh, what I would call a cotton candy answer. It was very sweet, but ultimately very empty. So it sure sounded nice. It had a lot of good things. I I told it, um, what if, what if community matters most to me? And so it came back with, you know, only, let me see if I can find it. Um, you know, we are all interconnected. When one person suffers, we all suffer. When one person thrives, we we all benefit. By investing in our communities, we create a ripple effect of positivity. So, hey, look, ripple effects of positivity sounds great. Uh, The thing is that there were no actual examples. There was nothing concrete. Like I said, Mm. it was essentially cotton candy. Like it looks sweet from far away and it is at first, but then when you dig into it, you're like, well, there's nothing here. It's just air. So then I decided to give it more details about me, sort of a hypothetical me. And I I created a composite of a sort of a a typical applicant to Stanford, someone being raised in a, you know, in a military dictatorship who worked with the government and protested the government and now is a, you know, a sustainability expert and has done all this stuff with sustainability. And then I asked it to write the essay around that. What it did, it did some things well. uh, And it did some things that obviously I it it couldn't it couldn't possibly do what it did do well was it took the information that I gave it about myself and it did structure an essay around those things it actually put together some a few um, a few connections that even I had not told it to make so for example one of the things I I, I told it was that I had led uh, protests against the government when I was in college. Um, but I didn't say any, you know, and I, that I risked getting arrested for doing so. But I didn't say anything else, and then ChatGPT filled in the details of I knew that silence would only perpetuate the problems that plagued my community, um, and I and through this I inspired others to join the fight for change. So I had not said anything in my in my prompt about inspiring others, and I wanted to, you know, I, silence was not was not an, an answer, but it, it somehow was able to make that that conclusion on its own Uh, and I thought that was really that was actually really impressive and the other thing was that the details I gave it the original thing I said it to it was what matters most to me is my community but then the details I gave it were more aligned with someone who's committed to a career in sustainability and then at the end what it did is it very smartly tied together those two things um that creating positive change in my community is what matters most to me and the way i think i should do this is through sustainability because without the environment you know whatever the environment's really important for all of us um and so i thought that that was that was really smart now obviously what it couldn't do is it didn't provide any deeper information beyond what i had what i had given it Um, the other thing I will say, so that's sort of a downside, but the other thing I will say also is that when I asked it just to like, just rewrite it and rewrite it and rewrite it, every time it was able, it said the same things, but it was able to phrase it in slightly different ways. Um, so I thought that that was really interesting that it it, it it's very fluent with taking a concept and writing one sentence that expresses that concept well, and then writing a completely different sentence that also expresses that same concept well, just with rearranging words and choosing synonyms and what have you. So um, overall, I I actually think it's a very good tool for actually writing something out. Uh, Where I think it fails is, you know, it doesn't really provide any inner deeper insight into someone's thought process or their values or anything like that. But of course it, it can only, it can only work with what it's given.
0: Nonetheless, were you, did, were you surprised that how good it was or, 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 or disappointed?
1: I, I have been surprised. I I've been playing with it for, for a couple of weeks. And the first time I, the first time I used it for something, I thought, Oh, wow, that's, uh, <laughs> this is, you know, it, within, within moments, it, it comes back with, a fully fleshed out, grammatically correct, well-worded essay.
0: You know, you wonder if an admissions official who spends, I, I, I guess the average time spent in a first read is only like, I think, 12 minutes or so. So an admissions official with a pile of application essays in front of them, having to get through all of them, rushing through, if you provide enough answers and background to chat GBT, would that person really be able to tell that it was created by a chat bot? You think?
1: I mean, I think the thing it definitely lacked was sort of a personal or personality or a voice. So yes. it was pretty dry.
0: Yes. Um,
1: so I do think that applicants going forward should should try to, you know, even harder to, to incorporate some aspects of their personality uh, into it because it was a little bit, sort of academic in its writing. I, I don't know if an, if an admissions officer will be able to tell. I mean, I would certainly, you know, I think this is why the interviews are so important. And I think, you know, it's a shame that the new, <laughs> the new GMAT is getting rid of the, the analytical writing assessment, because I, I just feel like when you actually see how someone writes under a timed time pressure, <laughs> you're going to get a much better sense of, of who they actually are who they actually are, I, you know, whether or not the admissions officer can tell or not, I don't know, but I also think that it's not, you know, as you yourself have quoted Dee Leopold, the former uh, head of admissions for Harvard has said, and, and we've all repeated amongst ourselves many times, it's not an essay writing contest. The, the yeah. admission does not go to the person who writes the most beautiful prose. The admission goes to the person who has accomplished uh, the most impressive things in the best way. So, you know, whether or not we can tell if it's written by the person or written by their cousin or written by ChatGPT, at the end of the day, I think it's going to be what they've accomplished that's going to matter most in terms of making that that assessment.
0: Yeah, very true. Now, Caroline, you fed it one of the NCAD questions, right?
1: Yes, I did.
2: Um, so I fed it the um, candidate description essay from NCAD. So the school asks the candidate to give a candidate description of yourself stressing the personal characteristics you feel to be your strengths and weaknesses and the main factors which have influenced your personal development. So what I found is very similar experience to Maria. So I only got a sensible response um, once I started giving it more and more details, right? So you have to have figured out what are the key elements of your story and what are the key points you want to get across before it's able to draft anything that, that is usable So the point where I found it most useful was when I took a rough draft, fed that in and asked it to improve the style and reduce the word count. And then it spat something out that had indeed, uh, you know, it had a smoother style and it had reduced the word count and, um, you know, and it did that very quickly. I also found that the the style was very bland as you've both said so definitely it it read like something that lacked the individual personality and and so that's not something that I would want to submit to a school by any means so I think it can you know it can be useful tool at a certain point in the process but you know until AI can you know stare into your soul and <laughs> tap into your memories and your life experience it's not going to be able to tell you what you should what are the things that you should be telling business school and what is relevant about your your past experience and what are the key achievements that that harvard business school or insead are going to be particularly interested in sure. and so uh, and and that's one of the things that you know as coaches we spend a lot of time on is is understanding a candidate's background and, and delving into that and helping them understand what are their key strengths, what are their weaknesses, how do they showcase their strengths and how can they effectively mitigate their weaknesses. And once you have that understanding, yes, then may, maybe this can play a role in helping you develop some of those drafts and it, it, it could be useful in that process but um, you know I, I still think you know garbage in garbage out right with <laughs> you, you have to know what you're doing and you have there has to be some intelligence in the prompt I think that you're giving it and yes. you have to understand the context of what sort of response you're looking for because there are all sorts of disclaimers <laughs> on this tour right there's no you know, it, it's there's no guarantee that what it's generating is is accurate or, uh, you know, there's it, there, there could be all sorts of issues with it. So so you've you've got to have you've got to bring your own intelligence to it, especially if the stakes are high, which they are when you're um, preparing your application for business school.
0: Very true. You know, I'm interested in the difference that you pointed out between editing and writing. So when you asked it to improve an existing draft, you thought it did a pretty decent job?
2: Yes, I did. Although, yeah, so it it definitely, it was good at cutting down the word count. It made some awkward phrases less awkward. It has some nice turns of phrase. So I I did find that useful. I think, you know, particularly for a non-native English speaker, that could be quite useful in the process. But then again, you know, it, it, it did read, it, it, it was very, I, I mean, the word that came to mind when I read it was bland, right? So,
0: yes. yeah, exactly.
2: And yeah. as Maria said, it's not an essay writing competition. So the admissions officer, if and if you're not a native English speaker and you make the occasional grammar mistake or you have a turn of phrase that is not perfect, that's fine. As Maria said, what they're concerned about is your track record and your potential, right? And they're less concerned about whether you are able to write a sparkling essay. And so I don't think people should get too hung up on the the expression of of you know how that's put down on the paper. The key thing is what are the key, what are the important elements of your story that that you that you want to get across to business school and how do you want to convey that?
0: Now, since you have read, I would guess tens of thousands of essays both as the director of admissions at NCIAD and as a consultant. I wonder if you put your admissions director hat back on, do you think you could be fooled by ChatGPT?
2: Well, so, I mean, the application has various elements, right? And so that's and that's one of the reasons why schools have not just essays, but they also have interviews. And now they have video questions and there's the GMAT and other the recommendations. And one of the reasons they have these different elements is they are like pieces of a puzzle that come together. And there needs to be some coherence in that. And so if the essays are perfectly written, but then the verbal GMAT is poor, very poor, right? Or, you know, there they're express- they're are concerns expressed by the interviewer, or the there is a video response that it isn't fantastic. They will be looking at how that cross-checks. And, and so, it, you know, it may be feasible that, as you say, right, uh, you cited the admissions director from um, Emory, and, you know, how it was able to spew out pretty impressive career goal. So it could be that for some element of the application, it would be able to come up with something that would be a useful addition to your application, but it can't fake the whole thing, I think. Yes. And yeah. there are cross checks in that process that I think will still be valuable. I mean, having said that, I think the schools are struggling to figure out how to deal with this. And you know, we've reached out to a number of schools and they've said, you know, we'll, we'll We're figuring it out. We'll get back to you later. I think they're all not quite sure how this is going to play out right now. So we'll wait and see, right, how they respond. But I think, you know, there is a lot of concern about this and I I don't think they have figured out their policies yet.
0: Yeah, and Melissa Rapid at said that, uh, of course, they're going to still uh, look at essays and count them, but she is inclined to put a more weight than has been put in the past on uh, the face to face interview and uh, their verbal um, essay question, which has to be answered on the spot in one minute in front of a camera, where obviously chat GPT can play no role at all, I assume. Although one would one would think you could just type the darn question in in, and you could read it off the screen in another window. Well, clearly, that would, I think that that would also run into the same problem that we've been talking about. You're going to get a bland, cotton candy kind of answer that's not very personalized. And as soon as someone recognized that it's that canned, it's it's going to get your um, application uh, tossed in the waste wastebasket pretty quickly. Now, just like uh, Caroline and Maria did, I picked an essay question as well to see what would happen. And I decided I wasn't going to give uh, the chat bot any information about me, and I was going to ask it my favorite MBA application essay question, which is Duke's uh, Fuqua School of Business, uh, 750-word question. Share with us important life experiences, your hobbies, achievements, fun facts, or anything that helps us understand what makes you who you are, and uh, list them uh, in 25 different bullet points. So what was kind of interesting is Chatbot just uh, instead of refusing to answer and and saying, I don't know enough about you uh, to answer the question properly, it made stuff up. (laughs) It created an entirely fictional uh, portrait of who I am. And I have to say, I kind of admired this person. (laughs) I'm going to read some of the things that it wrote. Growing up in a multicultural household, I learned to appreciate and respect different cultures and ways of life. Now, that's that's really um, right up the alley of uh, business school admissions these days. Another one. One of my biggest hobbies is hiking. I en- enjoy exploring new trails and pushing myself physically. Or how about this one? I have a strong interest in sustainability and have worked on several projects to promote eco-friendly practices in my community. Or this one, I am a certified scuba diver and love exploring the underwater world. Now, of course, if anyone uh, submitted something like this without having given Chatbot any uh, information about yourself and your interests, I think that you would pretty quickly be discovered uh, as a fake. Uh, there are so many incredible things here, like I am a licensed pilot and enjoy flying small planes in my spare time where I am I am fluent in three languages, English, Spanish and Mandarin. I imagine if you submitted that, and then you showed up and were admitted. It would be pretty damn embarrassing, wouldn't it?
1: <laughs> Especially when that plane is starting to crash and everyone turns to you to save them and you can't do it. <laughs>
0: You know, the other thing to consider here is that this is really like the first iteration of this chatbot. Uh, There is a competitive race now going on, you know, among Google, Microsoft, uh, the company that um, obviously put this out, uh, will be Facebook as well, and other players. uh, And that competitive race will likely uh, result in fairly dramatic and quick improvement in what a chatbot can produce. And so I wonder, you know, a year from now, uh, while we may be thinking that these essays or uh, answers are bland and cotton candy and kind of boring and almost academic, I wonder a year from now, if you include just a few sentences about yourself, how well they might be structured and, um, and portrayed. And I wonder if, if, frankly, some of them could be quite compelling. It doesn't mean we're not endorsing uh, the view that a candidate should use this for applying to business school. I think that would be a huge mistake, but it is surprising how good it is already. And I think, you know, it's only going to get better. And then the issue is what impact will it have on admissions long term? Caroline, what do you think? Do Do you agree with Melissa that? Uh, schools are going to not eliminate essays, but maybe weigh them a little bit less. Um, and, and maybe over index things like the face to face interview, uh, video questions, which may become more apparent, uh, and more common uh, across the board instead of just a few schools leaning on your recommendations more, your, your uh, undergraduate transcript, your work experience and just putting a little less weight on this, or do you think it's not going to make a difference?
2: I I think that the video questions could become more widespread. I think the schools that use those already find them very, very useful. And we've discussed that in the past, that they give a wonderful glimpse uh, into the, the candidate and how they think and how they communicate. And that's difficult to fake for the time being. So I wouldn't be surprised if those become more widespread. Perhaps we will see... Fewer essays in the future. I mean, many of the schools don't have that many essays already. INSEAD has quite a few essays, but it's one of the outliers. So the schools already are relying on multiple elements uh, to to assess candidates. So I think that um, you know they will continue to do that. They'll just have to you know be very conscious that they need to cross check things. Um, And it's a very interesting point that Maria made about how you know it's perhaps. In, in the context of chat gbt and so on it's a it's a shame that um the gmat has dropped um the the essay element because that could have been a very useful cross check as well for the schools um yeah
0: it's true and i i bet you you know at the at the time that the new test is being created there was no chat uh, gbt and this was not an issue and now suddenly it can be an issue yeah uh, Maria, what's your your takeaway on this and how ultimately admission directors will evaluate candidates?
1: Yeah, I, I agree with Caroline. I I have long been a champion of the video essays. I mean, even if you do type into chat GPT, like, oh, quick, I've just been out. I have to give a 30-second answer about a teamwork thing. It's probably not going to know enough details about you to come up with a good answer in time. And also most people, unless they've had significant theater training, I mean, if there's a chat GPT answer right in front of them and their webcam they are reading it it's going to be pretty obvious you can see their eyeballs moving across the page from side to side and so it's really obvious when someone is reading something <laughs> on screen right unless again unless they you know they have had a lot of, of training with with uh, theatrical script memorization and performance so i i actually think i would almost advise people right now to almost avoid the temptation to use this, because let's say you are a non-native English speaker and you submit a perfectly flawless chat GPT polished essay, it's going to look fake. Hmm. Uh, And so on the contrary, I would almost think that admissions officers might give some, you know, some genuine, some points uh, for, for genuine authenticity. uh, If, if the, if the essay really does reflect what this person communicates like uh in real life. And so I would, I would, uh, I would actually avoid it, I think, because my my worry is that, you know, it's just everyone's going to sound so sanitized uh, that it will at least at, at best you might sound bland, uh, but at worst it might be sort of suspicious. Like, wait a minute, is this person cheating by using something like Chat GPT? Hmm, <laughs> because they're like Caroline said, like their verbal score on the GMAT wasn't that high or you know, they they only took a few classes in English in college and they didn't get very good grades or things like that. So I don't know. I would I would actually avoid the temptation to use it even for editing.
0: Yeah, interesting. Um, you know, one of the one of the other things that I did here uh was to ask the Harvard Business School question because that's that's pretty a tricky question in the sense that. They're only asking you for more information that's not already in your application. Uh, and I only gave it a little detail. I said I was an entrepreneur of a digital media uh, company. And that's all I said. And it's kind of interesting. It even, it even had a salutation. It's a dear admissions committee on the um, answer. Uh, and after that, uh, it said, I am thrilled to submit my application for the Harvard Business School MBA program, and I appreciate the opportunity to elaborate on what I believe makes me a strong candidate for the program. And then uh, it goes uh, on and it says, one of the most formative experiences my, of my life was growing up in a family of entrepreneurs. From a young age, I was exposed to the challenges and rewards of running a business <laughs> and I was inspired by the dedication and hard work that my family put into their work, blah, blah, blah. So it just extrapolated that for me telling that I was an entrepreneur of a digital media company and, and that I wanted to apply to Harvard and, and then gave Harvard's uh, question. It is it's uh, it's a worrisome tool. You're right. It's bland. It's canned. It's cotton candy. But the more information you give it, the more specific it tends to get. And I would think that other iterations are going to make essays, you know, a very difficult thing to evaluate um, by admission committees and admission directors in schools. I totally agree with Maria. Don't use it. It will probably uh, ruin the spontaneity and the genuineness of what you do want to write. So, you. You know, you might want to play with it for other reasons, like, you know, tell me what I should eat tonight or give me a recipe that you'll think I'll enjoy or where should I travel on my next vacation? But uh, don't ask it to answer an essay question where, you know, your answer could determine whether or not you actually get into your dream school. Uh, Maria and Caroline, you both agree with that?
2: Sounds
1: good.
0: And we should ask it. Okay, if you're interested in going to business school, what podcast should you listen to? (laughs) I hope it says Business Casual. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. This is John Byrne with Poets and Quants. You have been listening to Business Casual, our weekly podcast.